Bonjour to les Monde at Ringside Crew. My name is Ashley Dambois. This is Tina San Antonio, your NYWC Scarlet Champion. This is the Savage Juggernaut, Tamaku. And you're listening to Dudes at Ringside Podcast with Joe Panther and the Metal Geek. You're watching and listening to the Dudes at Ringside Podcast, hosted by Metal Geek and Joe the Panther Jr. Hello there, wrestling fans, and welcome to a new ep- another episode of the internationally known Dudes at Ringside podcast. I'm your host, Joe Panther III. And now for introducing from the top of Metal Mountain all the way down to all 50 states and the globe, it's the happy heel that everybody's brewing. It's the happy heel himself, the Metal Geek. Happy Spidey Day, first of all, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. all right. What's going on, Ringside Crew? What's going on, Internationally Known? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Joe? How's it going? Well, hey, Robbie, what's up? Hey, Robbie. What's up, Ian? Um, CMVPW. Unfortunately, I won't be there probably towards the summer, so... All right. Yeah, there's that. All right, Geekins. You ready to introduce our fun, happy guest? Yeah. Let's give a whoa. Dudes at Ringside, welcome to the owner and promoter of Hammerlock Pro Wrestling. Hey guys, how's it going? How's it going? What's up? Welcome. Welcome to the Dudes at Ringside podcast where we talk about what we love the most, wrestling and hang out like Rad the Pizza Boys. Robbie says he's excited for VPW. It's only days away, right? That's a, that VPW is a promotion that's on Long Island. Um that's really right now you could you could like pretty much pick pick somebody out of there. Pick anybody out of that roster and put them against anybody on your roster, and I think it would be a, or have VPW versus Hammerlock, and it'd be a good show. Like that. Nice. Roster. They're very old school. They're old, wrestling. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. That it it is something that uh, we we very much strive to do with that the old school uh, mentality and and the old school vibe. Yeah. Like, like it's classic great wrestling. That's that's what uh VPW is. So anything from Hammerlock would be an amazing uh and a promotional, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, who who knows, right? Like uh, once the borders open up a little bit more, because from from words up here it might be getting all tightened up again. But uh yeah, I heard yeah. W- w- once we could get past this the stuff and and start living a normal life again who knows maybe uh we can make some connections yeah man totally that'd be cool you come you come down to the come down to long island let us know if you come down i'll let, let us know like a month in advance i'll come down along come down to long island because i live in pennsylvania hang have some pizza or some tacos nice long island's not only known for pizza they have yummy bagels we could have some pizza we could have some Greek food, uh, some Mexican food, whatever. Knock <laughs> it that day. <laughs> so, sounds good to me. Food, food, uh, food, food is how you get to my heart. <laughs> yeah. Also, remember, it's Long Island. We're surrounded by water, so there's lots of like fish and fried fish yeah. and chips and the Definitely. fun stuff. Nice. Yeah. Also, old school is where it's at. Scumbag oh, yeah. wrestling says, you know. You brought a tear to this old school wrestling fan, right? Make, here, make sure you follow Scumbags Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, I, I geek on my geek. Don't talk about our cut our 
our fans like that. Oh, wait, yeah. No, okay. no it's his name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to get in trouble, bro. <laughs> and, then I and then I looked. I was like, oh, I'm not on, I'm, I'm on here. How would, how would they know I'm on Twitch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, they, they are a good group of guys. They have a, they have a, a Facebook group uh, called Scumbags of Wrestling and, no, I was saying that was me because I'm the I'm that I'm that spoiled old school wrestling fan. Because <laughs> you know, as I as I grew up in Long Island with where geek, you know geek where geeks from, like us New Yorkers, you we we don't think we're spoiled till I moved out of Long Island and I moved to Pennsylvania. People tell me, "Hey, you you guys are spoiled in New York." I'm like, why? Like, you guys got a chance to go to Madison Square Garden as a as a teen and a child, yeah. like. Not everybody gets a chance unless you're from Boston. You get a chance to go to Boston Garden. Yeah, but going to like the Garden, like, and get or getting a chance to hear Howard Finkel announce. Yeah, that. Yeah. See, <laughs> see, it, it, and for for me up here, like being being a Canadian boy, born and raised on hockey, uh, I'm not a Toronto fan, but I am a, a Habs fan. So yeah. for me, that. You know that people in Montreal that go ah, this city's not that great, and I'm going. I I would have died to be able to to just go to. Oh, you want to go to a Habs game? Sure, let's go. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, I completely get it. Yeah, yeah. Shouts out to us right there, Stefan. Thanks a lot, man. Hey, Stefan. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's a Patriots fan, and we still like him. <laughs> <laughs> He's still a great guy. Wow, I just roasted him. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> we just did we just get unfollowed? I think I just saw the 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 numbers go down. <laughs> Sorry, roasty. <laughs> you just got you just got mauled by a cat. You don't even know it. <laughs> if we had that meme of the cat smacking the the little kid in the face and it says, "Oh." <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I just right pass, oh, please no, not again. <laughs> we don't need another Tom Brady. <laughs> no, no, I, I, the I, pandemic. <laughs> I, 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 I prefer if, if Tom could just stay out of one Super Bowl, it'd be nice. Yes, yeah. like we had to deal with a pandemic and then have to deal with Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl, like again. It's like, come on, I get it, you're the champion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Robbie says he's coming for me for the. Uh, he said the dudes at Ringside Championship this this on this Saturday. Save that Eddie. for the summertime so you can make a video of he you he goes to hit you with the chair and then I grab the chair like, <laughs> what the Joe you're I'm here really and then I just like the, light, the lights go out. It's like that old school yeah. like the lights go out. It's like what happened? And I lightly like, tap him in the head with the chair and I, he falls and I just put, put my <laughs> finger on him. I said, you're too, I'm too good for this. One, two, three, thank you. And I walk away. <laughs> but the, you know, it's funny, I do the shoulder tappy thing with the belt. I have a funny short story about the shoulder tap thing on the top. You know, people with their belts on their shoulder. And they're like, I was at WWE New York. I went there. Somebody had a belt. And I did that. Oh, cool. Title belt. And I threw it on my shoulder. And a person behind me was walking by. And the strap just went... Oh. And all I heard was, and I'm just like, and the guy's like, I'm okay, I'm okay. I'm just like, I don't know if he got hit or not. 
I was like, oh my God, I don't want this anymore. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and those belts are heavy. Like the real belts, they they are not light. They can be used as a weapon. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know if it hit him or not. We cla- I don't know if he clapped his hands and he just kept walking, but I, it looked like he got straight up whacked in the center of the face by the strap. Anyone who shows up to an event where the championship to have to defend it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rob, sorry, Robbie. I'm sorry, man. For sure. Like there should be like, you know how the 24-7 title well uh, our era will be the hardcore title. Like if they should have that on the door, if you show up with title belt, you must defend it. And everybody turns around and goes, you're like, this? Nah, that's not mine. This is it. <laughs> exactly. Just watch how fast people throw it onto their friend. <laughs> <laughs> just bring that friend who, who you know you could just rely on to take it over. <laughs> Wait, Geek's too skinny. I'm the buff guy. I'm the buff one. So he'd be like, Joe, you're the strong one. You can do that, right? I'm like, I look so, at the crowd, look at, look, 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 sorry for that. Keep going. Oh, God. No. He said he's going, he's going to defend it. <laughs> oh, this, this Saturday, he's making a challenge right there. <laughs> so, so, a funny little story. So, uh, I'm very much a bad guy. Like, I like the bad guys when it comes to WWE, AEW, uh, horror movies. I always root for the bad guy. Well, when the Wyatt family was really big, they came to London here. So uh, myself and and my wife, Becky, went to go watch the show. So we were about seven rows away from the ring. And there was some guys behind, like this old man, about three rows behind us. The Wyatt family comes out. So I'm cheering for them. Well, every time I cheered for them, the old man would like call them hillbillies or tell them to go home. And then at one point I stopped and then I let him cheer. Every time he would cheer, I would just let out a yell. It got to the point where like my whole section was laughing and Bray at one point after the old man yelled and then I yelled, just turned and smiled this big smile. (laughs) 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 Just because it was absolutely crazy. Like the guy just kept going off, calling them hillbillies and telling them to go home. And I'm just cheering away for, for them to win. And yeah, it was, it, it gave everyone a good laugh that the old man was really upset that I was cheering for them. Yeah, I actually had a funny story about I with a, a Bray Wyatt, like a Wyatt family story. I went to a show in Allentown, Pennsylvania, with my other friend, with the Valor Club guy, like, and I had a full beard, like geek, but it was like full on. I went dressed like Bray. I had my real beard that I had. I had a fedora that my friend gave me, a Hawaiian shirt, tank top, jeans, and gave me the belt, and I went to the show and I was like went to the he's like we were sitting almost we were sitting ringside and the Wyatt family came out and one of the I forgot which one of the guys looked right at me and was like I think it was one that was his birthday today that oh, kid, uh, Brody, 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 Brody looked right. right at me and I'm like brother you don't have to fear me I'm your I am your leader and he was like and then what's his name? Braun came right in front of me and just stood there and looked down at me like. <laughs> I'm like, big man, you're my wall and you're my. I will just. I will. I was like rambling, and he was just like, and just looked at me, and I he just walked around the ring, and I was just, everybody around me was like, 
and I'm just I I just was scared, but I'm thinking he touched me. Security will yeah. take him. Happy away. birthday, John Huber, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a big loss. Yeah, yeah. I was sad. Yeah. I was like, what? I heard he was a great guy too. Yeah. 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 I've uh, from the stories. Yeah, I, I I've I know some wrestlers that, that knew him quite well and they've all they all had very high things to say about him. Yeah. So I have that picture. I have to I have to find the picture geek, I'll send it to you. It's just like them in the ring. And I think I think Jabalakov guy had a picture from the opposite side of the ring of me standing there and they're all in front of me. And and at the intermission, Ballot Club guy's like, "Oh my God, Joe! I was gonna run over, man, man! I I I thought you were gonna get grass kicked, man! I didn't know what was about to happen, man! I'm like, yeah, they wouldn't have done that. No, no, I, unless unless you jump that gate and you go after them, yeah. <laughs> then unless, they don't. Unless WWE wants a nice lawsuit, then yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ron actually smirked when I was like, "You are my my oak tree in my stable. Nobody, because he kind of like went." Kind of like, kind of like <laughs> smile a little bit, like, <laughs> like he knew I was rambling on, like, yeah, he always does. It's like <laughs> he, nobody could see it, it was just me and everybody else running. They were like, oh, He smirked, yeah, no, absolutely. That it, it, it's always good when you can get them to break character just a little bit, right? I can see because he had that big beard, so it was like, Yeah, like, yeah, see, see that, Joe? See what Robbie's telling us? Pretty soon, I'll be appearing in NEW for one match, but they're gonna train me. NEW that's up here by me. They they perform up that's, in uh up that's in pretty York. cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's congratulations. That's an, that. Congratulations, buddy. That, yeah, that, that that promotion's another good promotion, NEW, because they get like people from AEW. Um Rey Mysterio's been there. Um, they'll try to get the big names. Oh and, yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. For NEW but, like, but then the ticket prices, they don't say they just go fooming. They go yeah. up through the roof because then they got four of the people from AEW. So absolutely, it, 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 it's it's a high price tag when you when you go get those guys. Yeah. And, and 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 that's one of the things. Like with us, uh, a lot a lot of people have asked, like you know, are you going to bring in any big names? Are you going to uh, just because some of the people I, I'm I've connected with. Uh, have those connections and and i tell people you know what being a brand new promotion there's no way i'm gonna set that bar where people expect you know aew stars or impact stars or right off the hop because you know that really but puts me in a corner because the only way that i'm i'm i i can build is by bringing more and more and and i want to put on shows with with good athletes that are going to put on a great show and build it that way first because build the fan base and then give them that treat yeah yeah that's, like the same yeah. Thing with, that's kind of like the same thing with us everyone's like oh i'll listen to your show when you guys get the rock yeah. like, <laughs> 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 so, so so unless you guys buy a lot of his uh, tequila Oh yeah, totally oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless we have a hundred thousand viewers, then we're we're not gonna be getting the rock anytime soon. On the like, I, I know we're my, my sister keeps saying the rock, the rock, the rock, but like the people we've had on our podcast are pretty damn cool. Like, I've been awesome. Has it been awesome? We've had well, Al Snow. Oh, sorry. 
Well, and that's the thing, right? Like what people have to realize is the guests that you bring on are some of the, are exactly in the position that all these big stars were in at one point in time in their career. So like they all had to start somewhere. So we really need to start giving these guys a shot who, like I tell, I tell my crew all the time and and I tell my talent all the time, like, guys, I'm always going to pay you great. I'm always going to treat you with the most respect because you guys are the ones putting your bodies on the line. Like, yes, I'm putting everything together. I'm, I'm, making everything happen but you guys are the ones that are putting yourselves on the line and putting your bodies and sacrificing you know your evenings your weekends to put on a show uh-huh. so it, for for me like they need the most respect out of anybody because it takes a lot it takes skill i don't care what anyone says it takes skill it takes a lot of time and energy and a lot of these people lose out on a lot of family things, right? Like when you think about when do people get married? When are cel- birthdays celebrated? Always on the weekend. Yeah. yeah. And these guys pretty much work every weekend. So, yeah. it, you know, like trying to, you know, have guys like you guys that are going to put these guys out there and and you never know. You never know that someone might come on your podcast and a promoter might see them and be like, hey, man, I really like that guy's personality. I really like what he has to say. Uh and they started checking in on them and checking their what their matches look like. And next thing you know, these guys are getting booked all over the world. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, and, like it, and me and Joe could say, you heard them first, dudes at Ringside Podcast, right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. and it's like these people, we like in March, we thought we were just gonna be doing this to have us just talk to each other about Raws and SmackDowns. And then I told I got born really fast. (laughs) You want me to start asking? Because we we're friends with a a husband and wife that are wrestlers in Long Island, former wrestlers. And I'm like, can I ask the the wife that I know? And he's like, oh, hey, see if she see if she'll say hey, what's up, Max? And I was just like, she's like, she said, sure, geek. And I was like, what? I'm like, yeah. And then we had her. First, we had all the questions written down, like. And did, 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 did. now yeah, we, we, don't do it. we don't do that. We just have everything stored in our brain right there. Yeah, absolutely. We, we freestyle it. That's it. So <laughs> whatever comes to our mind. And sometimes it just flows better, right? Because yeah. when you get when you get into the habit of just following your questions, something interesting might come up, and then you're so worried about that next question. Yeah. So you don't really dive into it. You just keep following your questions, and there could be juicy bits that you miss out on. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I've I've had times that we I done an interview with a wrestler and we're like we're so excited to talk to him and I'm so excited because my my I'm just my happy anxiety to be him going and then I after the interview we go off and I go to bed and then I wake up like two a.m. like oh, I should have said that question. Damn it. <laughs> All the time every time I just wake up like oh, he said Dean are on his and he's on impact every week now. So there you go. All right. Yeah, yeah. Diener's a really good guy. He he's a fantastic, fantastic guy. Great wrestler. Uh, he's and he does a lot for for all the communities that he wrestles into. Uh-huh. Yeah. So no, no, somebody that's great from Long Island that just made the impact is actually uh, VSK. Yep. VSK. Yep. He, he's awesome, by the way. 
Yeah. yeah. Very hardworking guy. Very hardworking. And once they, once they um, start putting him in singles matches on Impact, you're going to see how good he really is. Because me and Joe know from first. Oh, experience. yeah. We, I got to live. live on Long Island. And I was like, who is this guy? He is good. Yeah. <laughs> it, and it's always nice when you get to follow their careers like that, right? When you get to yeah. see them live and then you see that progress. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're like, hey, man. I used to I, I used to buy stuff off that guy at, at, at wrestling shows and I used yeah. to watch him live. Yeah. Did, Bre- did Bret Hart ever come to your promotion? That's what he wants to know. Come to my promotion? Yeah. No, Bret Hart has not come to my promotion. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Uh, we, we do have big plans. Um, you know, a five-year goal is to to start traveling across the country. Uh, so who knows what's going to happen in, uh, when we, if, if, and when we uh, get out West because yeah. Calgary and, and, and Alberta has a really, uh, uh, a big foundation in old school wrestling. So mm-hmm. it, uh, it, it, I think it'd be a pretty fantastic time if, if, if we go out there. Yeah. I have a question. Uh, how did Hamelock get started? <laughs> All right. So. Um, it wasn't necessarily my uh, my main objective. Okay. So basically, Becky Becky next, my wife who's who's training. Um, she she's been training. We actually moved from Sudbury, Ontario, down to London, Ontario, for her to train. Um, and you know, I started talking with with Tyson. Uh, Tyson was thinking of starting his own promotion and and get things going and. COVID hit. Uh, so me and him kept talking. Uh, we, we both have that, that love for athleticism and, and the old school, uh, old school mentality, old school wrestling style. Uh, and eventually he just has too many projects on the go. So I turned to him and I said, Hey, look, you know, like, why don't I purchase the, not just the, the promotion, but the clothing line as well. And, uh, you know, I grow it. I, I, I be the owner and operator and I grow it. And, uh, he's on as a consultant, uh, cause the man has knowledge beyond belief, uh, when it comes to wrestling and he's, he's well-respected. So, uh, he said, yes. So I, I, I bought the, uh, the promotion and, uh, about a month later I had, uh, I put on my first show. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. How did that go? <laughs> uh, it went really well, actually. We had uh, close to 200 people come out. Wow. Um, and it, it, I still get messages from people from that area. Uh, the hall that we were in, uh, which was the Portuguese Canadian Club uh, of Strathroy, they, uh, they get calls on a weekly basis asking when we're going to be back. So it, it, it was really, really good. It... Uh, and it's funny because I've ha- I have had wrestlers who, you know, were, you know, at the show watching or part of the show at, where they've went, man, like people popped at like a body slam. People, wow. people got excited over just a body slam. And it's because of the way we tell the story, because of the way we put the, the, the matches together, uh, it, those moves mean something again. 
So, you know, you're not getting someone getting uh, drop kicked off the top rope 16 times and, and the other guy just keeps getting up and it not meaning anything. So when, when there is a big move that happens, it, uh, yeah, it, it means something and the fans get excited. So it, it, it was pretty crazy. It was a quick turnover. Um, it was a quick planning and quick putting things together, but, uh, the show was a great success. So we ended up putting on a second show, uh, two months later. What what would you say the hardest part about being a promoter is? Um, I think the hardest part, uh, is, is ensuring that you have, uh, everything together. Mm-hmm. Um, because, so many little hiccups can happen and a small bump in, in, in the road can, can really derail a, a project. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really it's, it's making sure that you have everything lined up, uh, making sure that you're, you're one step ahead of everybody else. So when it comes to, you know, your talent, when it comes to your crew, um, as an example, uh, all my crew, I pay my crew. I don't like even my crew makes money. So no one, no one volunteers for free. Um, I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't want to take people's time um, because at the end of the day, I want people to be there because they want to be there and they want to, you know, they want to, they, they want that experience. Um, so that's the toughest part is, is really just making sure everything's in order. Uh, so that way it goes off as seamless as possible. And the the spectators when they come in feel like that show did not uh, did not have a hiccup. So as long as they don't see any errors or they they can't sense uh, a mistake, that's that's when you know you, you've you've done your job well. That's good. Yeah. And fin- and finishing moves are everything. Uh, finishing moves are finishing moves, not just a setup for another spot. A hundred percent. Yep. Totally. He's right. Exactly. And and, and that's one of the things where, uh, with us, if when, when someone has a finishing move and, and that's going to be their move, their finisher, uh, we don't allow anyone else to use that move. Wow. Um, So just because we don't want to diminish that move. You know, we don't want someone saying, oh, I'm going to use, you know, I'm, I'm going to use this this German suplex and the guy's going to get up and then I'm going to kick him and whatnot. And then the next match, the person's using the German suplex as a, as a finisher. It just, it kills that finisher. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. Like, like if I use the vertebraker and then Geek's like, oh, I'm going to use that to my, in my next in match. My yeah. Just a regular move. No, that would... De- that would break down what I'm trying to show to the fans that the vertebraker, yeah. my vertebraker, not just good. knocked out. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and it's just like we try and stay away from the uh you know, one guy being, you know, three, four, five, six times bigger than the other guy. Uh, just for a simple fact that because we're not uh, you know, we don't do luchador wrestling, uh, you know we don't want people to sit there and go, Oh, this giant guy is getting beat up by this little guy. And so we really want to keep it as realistic as possible. Cause you know, in general, if, if, if you were in a fight and you were four foot 11, you wouldn't go after someone that's seven feet tall. Definitely not. No, yeah, no yeah. way. 
So it's like New Japan, I believe, does some something similar to what you guys do. I feel like when when Okada hits that rainmaker, it's over. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if the guy does kick out, he'll hit it again, and that will be I'll be it. It's done. It's done with. It's like he doesn't kick out multiple times, and Okada has to find another finisher. He just hits it, and that's it. It's over. Yeah, absolutely. Or or that story that they tried to tell with Kenny Omega, where no one has ever kicked out of the one-wing angel, ever. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. they They try to protect that move, which I actually love that, you know? Yeah, one hundred percent, and and that's the thing for us. It, it, it's just like the whole thing where, uh, when when the guys are wrestling or the girls are wrestling in ring, they're not um, giving each other space, you know. So, like, you know, if, if someone kicks you, you're not you're not gonna back up and give them space for them to have a running attack, uh, you know. So it, it's almost like always close combat. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, you train uh, Russa before you started your own promotion, or uh... no, I was not. Um, so, it, I, I have this this weird habit of uh, trying to pro- promoting things and becoming involved uh, with things that I I, I haven't done. Uh, back in two thousand nine, Becky wanted to. Uh, start a roller derby league so i said sure let's do it so we started a roller derby league she was the president i was vice president i did all the promotions for it uh i i just for me uh i see the business side of things so i i i understand a lot of people sit back going oh how can you promote if if you're not a wrestler and i I think in a sense it gives me a bit of a, a an advantage because I understand the game but at the same time I'm I'm good with business so that's where uh, I I excel so for me I I can break everything down and I I look at the dollar and cents of things to make sure that uh, it's a good business plan um, because that's what it it at the end of the day that's what it is to me is it's a business yep completely. Yep, totally. So, what what would you say some of your favorite uh, moments are from uh, Hammerlock Wrestling? Um, one of my favorite moments was uh, at our very first show. Uh, so, uh, my my wrestlers ha- have this uh, th- this habit now of of telling me, "Oh, you're 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 doing kayfabe with your own wrestlers," because I I, I do have a habit of not giving them the secrets of what's happening. So the very first show we weren't, I wasn't planning on having a belt or anything like that. And, uh, I, with, uh, hard knocks wrestling, they do, uh, that that's where Tyson trains. Um, he has a belt. Uh, he, the owner of hard knocks used to, or owns, um, Midwestern wrestling as well. Well, I approached him and I said, Hey, you know, like I'd love to surprise everyone and make our main event for the belt for the, for the Midwestern belt. So we made that deal. And I told him, I said, you can't tell anybody. No one is allowed to know. So nobody knew, not even the wrestlers, the, the guys competing. 
in the main event did not know until right before the main event. And I said, okay, guys, we're going to go out first uh, and we're going to do a presentation uh, in regards to Hammerlock Pure Wrestling. And then you guys will come out. And that's when they found out that they were actually wrestling for a belt. So, wow. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. We got them. They're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, wait, this is, this is ours if we win it? <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it was fantastic. Like nobody in the locker room knew. Uh, they just saw the the black bag when uh, when we went to walk out. And all of a sudden you hear, is that a belt? I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah. So that that's probably my, my top moment. Um, and then uh, the, the next one was uh, in, in Elmer when we had our second show. Um, I, what I decided to do at that show was stand at the door as people were leaving. And uh, the amount of people that came up to me uh, saying that uh, this is the wrestling that they miss. Uh, we had a lot of older generation there as well that were like, this is, this is what wrestling is. Um, I've, I've even had a gentleman contact me saying, can you try and give me all your show dates as far in advance so I can make sure that I have my kids those weekends so I can bring them to all your shows. So th- those are definitely top moments. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then there's the fact that we've got a couple really new fresh guys that have, exploded on the scene uh you know like uh bryce hansen uh chili brown those two guys uh they've been training for 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 about i want to say almost a year um and they put on a phenomenal phenomenal show uh anytime they're they're on and those those are two boys that are definitely uh they're young guys that are definitely guys to watch uh they're naturally athletic uh chili brown crazy backstory to him is the fact that he's he's never done sports in his life and when you see him in the ring you would never ever be like oh man that that, that guy's never been an athlete you would 100% think that he's done every sport known to man mm-hmm. And kickball and dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He'll, he'll add a few. <laughs> yep. And, oh, w- one other thing. Uh, at the Elmer show was the first show that we had our, our uh, women's match. And uh, we had cops show up at the event because, you know, COVID. Mm-hmm. And uh, they basically walked in, stood around, watched the females match. And then left. <laughs> <Okay>. wow. <laughs> they were like, oh, that's, that, that was awesome. And then they left. They were like, I was like, all right, you're not going to walk around or do anything. That's fantantastic. Here and enjoy the show. That's it. That's yeah, exactly. So like free ticket? Don't have to pay for a ticket? Oh, I'm a cop. Yeah. I'll get a free ticket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so we, we've had, even though we've only had two shows, we've, we've had some great moments and, and I'm really looking forward to, uh, 2022 cause we've got some, some really cool things, uh, coming up and, and I think we, we do have some, some special moments that are going to be happening that, uh, 
I won't be discussing at, at this point. Okay. All right. Okay. So we'll leave it at that. We're not going to ask you nothing else. That's it. <laughs> I don't have any more questions. You got any more questions? Yeah, we have uh, one. Has any famous wrestlers come came from your promotion? Um, so the, the most famous would be my current champion, which is Tyson Dukes. Uh, he's been on WWE. He's been on, uh, he's pretty much been on every famous promotion out there. Um, he, due to, to COVID, it, it stopped him from being on a couple others that I don't feel at liberty of, of speaking about because it wasn't out there. Um, he has actually, uh, and it, this, this is known. He's actually, uh, flown down to, uh, Florida and, uh, did some training, like train WWE stars. So he did, he was flown down to be a coach. Um, so yeah, so Tyson Dukes is probably the, the, the most famous on, on our, uh, on our card. Uh, but there are some that they are definitely up and comers. There's Rodney Matthews, who is phenomenal. Uh, there's, yeah. And then there's Miley as well. Like, Two two phenomenal uh, two phenomenal wrestlers, uh, and they work hard. They work hard. They put their yeah. time in. They put their money in. Uh, they they are definitely doing a lot to 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 get out there. Yeah, Miley and those two they they really opened the door for us for for your promotion for a uh, hammerlock. Yeah. Like, yeah, if we didn't have them on, we would never know you. We wouldn't be. Yeah. Wouldn't be yeah, that's that's the inside of uh talking to people, you know. Exactly. Because uh, yeah. someone in the chat might be like, "Who's Miley and who's Rodney?" And they'll be like, "Oh, I looked them up. They were for Hammerlock." And there you go, right there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, that's and, the and, and they're phenomenal. And and that's one of the things. Like I see, uh, you know, scumbag saying how Hammerlock has a family feel, um, and, and that's that. It's very true. Uh, my big thing to, to everybody uh, is is it has to be positive. Um, don't come in with an attitude. Don't come in thinking you're better than anybody else. Uh, you know, because for me, uh, again, like I was saying earlier, at the end of the day, it, I see it as a business. This isn't my, hey, guys, let's all hang out. Let's all be friends. Or this isn't my buddy thing. This isn't my, you know, my get together. This isn't a hobby for me. Um, this is, there's plans in place to, to make this a full grown business. Um, so I don't want anyone there that is, that can bring ill repute, I guess you could say to, to the, to, to the organization. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, when me and Joe went, uh, when Joe came up to Long Island, me, me and Joe went to a wrestling show, a local wrestling show. And after the show, they kept the wrestlers asked us, "What do you guys think of the show? What do you think? What do you think?" And they started high fiving us and everything. It was like you a whole family. Like... Yeah, <laughs> it was like a whole family feel right there. Yeah, like, so I'm not used to having wrestlers come up to us ask, but then I realized, dumb ass, what a that podcast. you now have a microphone <laughs> by your face. Yeah, yeah, bing bong. Well, yeah, no, and, and it's true. Like it, it's funny because like. Since becoming a, a, a owner promoter, uh, when I go to other shows, I, I do get 
you know, I get those, those conversations that, you know, before it was, Oh, you know, that's, that's Becky's husband. So, you know, I kind of stayed in the background cause uh, wrestling is her, is hers. Yeah. Um, and, and I still do now. Like I, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't overstep my boundaries just because I'm a promoter or an owner uh, because I don't feel that's, that's necessary. Um, and, and I also feel that we should all, try and work together uh to promote wrestling but yeah, uh but now like wrestlers will come up to me and 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 have you know a lot more in-depth conversations uh in, in regards to wrestling so it, it does feel good i'm not gonna lie it, it does feel good uh but it is different it's something that i'm not uh 100 used to yeah exactly and then and then like uh just so you guys know as well like at our shows um we don't we're very different um compared to a lot of places so we'll allow the wrestlers to have their merch and they could have they could bring someone in at no cost to to sell their merch um but we only allow one like uh i guess one good guy to come out at intermission mm. uh, to to sell his to sell his stuff um we really try and stick more to the tradition, the old school tradition that a bad guy is a bad guy. And gotcha. we want the wrestlers to be larger than life. Uh, and, and I understand some feel that we're, we may be taking away from them in, in making money by, by selling their, uh, their merch. Uh, but that's why we allow someone to, to sell their merch the whole time. Because if if you sell yourself properly, people are going to buy your merch no matter what. They want to support you, yeah. but at the same time, I try and pay a well above average uh, to ensure that I compensate for the fact that hey guys, you know what? Like you you might not sell as much merch, but I'm giving you m- enough money that you know you don't have to worry about, Oh, I got to sell at least two, two t-shirts or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bust. I really try and make sure that we, we take care of our guys. Yeah. That's really good to hear to be honest. That's, because That's good because, to know that you really do that for your wrestlers. Cause like, I believe that too. Like if there's a heel at a show, do you think a heel is going to want like be nice to, the fans. to a kid that doesn't like him? Like just booed him 10 minutes ago. Yeah. No, no. But, and, 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 Go ahead. I was gonna say, but they want to make money as well. So, and that—that's my point. I was gonna say, how is the wrestler gonna make money now if they're not gonna make? Uh, but then you just brought it up that you compensate them very well to yes. make it more part of the uh, the gimmick. So exactly, which is, which is awesome, by the way. So yeah, it, it's one of those things. Uh, you know, also what we what we do is. Um, uh, I, I try and have it more of a family feel as well to the point where there's always a dinner. So I know some wrestlers won't eat, but what we do is we'll set up tables. We'll have uh, a dinner. Like at our first show, we had one long table where the wrestlers and the crew all sat down together and we all ate uh, together. And then like right after we had our meeting and then we had, dinner together as basically like a family and then uh and then went on with the show and yeah he's 100 percent right a heel 
I just kicked the shit out of someone five minutes earlier should not be smiling and kissing babies. It was just absolutely yeah, no. No, no, that's Joe, if you want to tell the story of of the husband and wife duo, what happened to you during intermission? Hmm? What do you mean? You remember you say, Joe, go away. I'm a heel. Just oh yeah, with my friend. <laughs> Uh, my buddy, uh, I, I, as I said, the first guest on our podcast, she, at the time, she was a heel, and I was such a big fan of her, and I made like the shirts that I heart the person, and and she's like, Joe, that's so cool, but I'm a heel now, so I gotta just pretend like I shooed you away. And I'm mean to, I mean to you. <laughs> I put the head down, the arms down, the shoulders down. I'm just like. <laughs> I can do it. Trust me. Trust me, but don't worry. She's like, okay, Joe, go for it. Yeah. One one of my favorite moments that I've seen with a heel interact with a fan. Uh, so there's there's a, a wrestler up here, uh, Tomer Shalom. Okay. He uh, he wrestles uh, all the time with uh, Northland Wrestling out of uh, um, North Bay. Well. Me and Becky used to go to the shows when we lived in Sudbury. We went to the shows religiously. And he he pretty much made a, a fan or a child cry every show. And and it, it, just because how good of a character he was. Well, <laughs> there was intermission and he's standing there. And this teenager or young adult walks up, gives him $20, asks him to sign a picture for him. So he signs the picture gives it to the guy. The guy turns on, rips it up, and throws oh. it at him. <laughs> and I was like, that is crazy. Tomer's like, oh, well, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. wasted <laughs> 20 bucks, kid. Yeah, but it, it was so great because it just showed how much, like, he got to people, right? Like, it was fantastic. There's a wrestler over in the East Coast, his name... Joe knows what I'm talking about. His name is Silky Smooth. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Joe knows where I'm going with this story. <laughs> Sorry. He he actually cheats during his matches. He's a heel. So okay. He's a heel manager. So like the kid yelled at him, say, you cheated. You cheated, Silky. You cheated. Silky looks at him and says, so did your wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's like MJF. <laughs> His he is he is a great heel though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and and that's that's what it's about, right? So for me, uh what with, with my shows, I don't want to put the, the the heels in in that awkward position where kids are asking for pictures or you know, oh you gotta now smile when you were just a bad guy. Um it just it doesn't make sense. And again, it's it's about making the wrestlers feel larger than life. Um, because at, at the end of the day, you, you, I don't want someone sitting in the crowd, uh, you know, trying to, you know, eye up a wrestler and be like, oh, well, he's just a regular Joe like me. I want them to see what they do in the ring and go, man, like I have no chance with that guy. Like that guy's just phenomenal or that woman's phenomenal in the ring. Um, and that's what I want is, I want that that feel to start growing where, you know, back in the day where kids used to run outside and, and wait outside for the wrestlers to leave to try and get an autograph. 
not just expect them to just be standing there just to give a, give in to whatever's being asked of. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Anything else, Geek? I mean, how are we doing on time? We're good or uh, for a couple we more minutes? Or, uh... I'm, I'm fine. Okay. Right. There's some people like to go 30. Some people like to go an yeah. hour. Just yeah. about, just like it'd be good. I don't you want to make sure we're still good here. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. One thing you'll learn about me is is I'm a talker. Uh, so oh, yeah. I I, I could go all day, all night. It's uh, it's a curse and a blessing all at the same time. <laughs> I just get worried because I know you guys are busy doing things. You're making matches. You're with family and stuff like that. It is the holiday season, so. We don't want to like keep you guys on here too long yeah. and have you like, you guys are mean. No, not at all. I don't feel that at all. <laughs> Which is awesome. You've been, you've been awesome this whole show though. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, uh, I do uh, try and take pride in, in what I do and, and what everyone in the wrestling world does. All right. We're, what would you say your favorite matches? Oh, like ever? Yeah, yeah, anything. It could be anything. Ooh, that that's a tough one. Um, man, yeah, that that that's a tough one because there's there's a lot of really good ones. Like in the nineties, uh, I I was a big Stone Cold fan. Mm-hmm. Um, which is again clearly not what wrestling I'm putting on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I, I was a, a very big Stone Cold fan. Um, and he, he, here's a, an odd thing I was, uh, as much as I love bad guys, I all I never liked D- DX, I never liked, I kind of liked them, but I kind of thought they were kind of annoying. I was like, yeah, um, but um, hmm. You know, some of my absolute favorite matches were, were uh, like Undertaker's like uh, casket matches. I really like those. Um, as corny as 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 it is in the long run, because you know no one's really dying, and that wrestler's on TV the next day. In the nineties, they should have them disappear for like a month. Yeah, um, I, I I really liked a lot of Undertaker stuff. Just. The, the whole dark theme, the whole, it, it was fantastic. I, I, I'd i say my my favorite match, and Joe knows my favorite match. I've seen it so many times on podcasts. It's going to say Okada Omega 4. Yeah, that, it, it, it's a fantastic match. Fantastic, fantastic story. Yeah. I, I, I compare Okada, like Joe's going to get mad at me. It's just a high praise, but to Bruno Sammartino. Whoa. Um, this generation this generation you can never replace bruno okay yeah but you i'm saying... get beat up by an old person I, I, next time you leave your supermarket you're gonna, an old man's randomly gonna hit you in the ankle and you're gonna know what that, what that, what that was for <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just gonna say that because uh it's this generation because Everything this guy does in the ring is so good. He's probably the greatest wrestler of this generation. I'm just going to call him right now. Say what you want about Roman Reigns, though, but Okada is, uh, Okada is the this generation. For me, my for me, my all time like as a 
child, my all-time favorite match is Brett, Brett Kurt Henning at SummerSlam 91. That taught me the, the, the submission stuff, the way they did their moves together. But there's a story behind that match. I don't know if you know. Did you know Kurt Henning was wrestling injured that whole match? Was he injured back? Man, and that's the thing. Those those old school guys, man, the, the, the things that they used to put their bodies through. Yeah. It's just phenomenal. Like Crazy. Oh, it, it's it's stuff that, you know, knowing what we know now, we, we yeah. try, you definitely try not to ask your athletes to, to do that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. No, at the same time, some athletes just don't care. And they're like, I got to put on a show. And my, <laughs> my favorite match as a teen that I always go back to and geek knows is Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio Halloween Havoc. Yes. Definitely. Oh, yeah. that match. Classic. When Ray was wearing like that onesie with the, the purple and like the, the Phantom of the Opera. Macho, one. Man. Oh, man. Macho Man versus Steamboat, all time classic. Yeah, that match is, has, has everything. It has everything. Interruptions, this, that, mm-hmm. this Elizabeth. That is a great match. S- Steamboat was, was a phenomenal wrestler. He was he he, he was a talented uh, t- talented wrestler. Yeah, totally. But uh, yeah, no, like for me, uh, unfortunately, uh, w- one of the toughest parts about uh, my issues is uh, I, I, I've I've received a lot of concussions over my my sports career, so a, a lot of stuff uh, I have to rewatch, and that that's a good thing and a bad thing, I guess, because I get to watch wrestling like it's new. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah so that's why like it when it comes to to picking dates or you know uh a specific event it definitely is difficult at times unless it's been very recent uh just just for some fact that my memory is is a little bit faded from my from my youth (laughs) yeah definitely we're getting we're getting lots of matches in the in the chat, Geekin. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Here we match. go. Look where I look what Geek started. Savage versus Warrior Mania Seven. Great storytelling. Set up, set it up, and then and then ring reunion for Randy and Elizabeth. Definitely. Did you get a chance to watch that um, uh, Savage uh, Dark Side of the Ring episode? Yes. Yes. What did you think about that? I kind of was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah a lot of stuff happened. Yeah. Oh man, it it it's incredible the, the the crazy stuff that happened and and the stories uh, of just the two sides, right? Like it, yeah, it was it it it, it was something else. It it was really something else. It's just sad because that whole thing with the wedding and they, they were they were getting a divorce right around that time that they were doing the wedding. And I was like, my childhood was just crushed. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. I, they loved each other the whole time. Like, yeah. And, and, and it, I think the other crazy part is is how wrestling brought them together, but also tore them apart. Yep. Like absolutely crazy like and, and that's the thing with the dark side of the ring I, i've told a lot of people this is 
I really feel like they need like a the bright side of the ring as well because yeah. I, I just like I'll try watching it and I'll watch one episode, I'll watch a second episode, I'll get to a third and I'm like, okay, I got I got to turn it off because there it, it's it's crushing some of that stuff of what happened to to previous generations, right? Like it's it's absolutely insane some of the things that those guys went through. Yeah, did you see the Moolah one? The Moolah one. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. So so sad. Yeah. What what I, these two stories that some people people said Moolah's a bad person and these people said came out and said, "No, it's like Moolah is a great person. She, she taught me so much." I'm like, yeah, which is it, man? You know, yeah, yeah, like two whole different camps, right? And yeah, and, and not just like a no. I think Mula was a great person. It was like they they were convinced, like it was very like both camps were hard set in their their thought of who she was. Yeah, like there was no convincing one over the other. And, and it was just incredible to see how just different interactions with different people have created such different mindsets of one person. Yeah, and, totally. and they could they convinced uh, Snickers to get rid of Mula's name in the uh, in the the WrestleMania what's it called Battle yeah. Royal because yeah. so many people are angry about it. Yeah, which so, is. Uh, and that's the thing. Like I, I, I do have my my issues um, with with cancel culture to a point, um, just because different eras had different rules. Yeah, uh, and, and we really have to to look at that. Um, you know, and, and people can change. People can, you know, just because you had a certain thought process at a certain time in your life. Doesn't mean that's how you are now. Um, and you know, like Max says at the bottom here, at the end of the day, you can't please everyone. Right No, But and, if he, if he heard what Moolah did in those days, geez, those yeah. Story, those stories, Joe, you know, you know, the stories, right? Yep. 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 Oh, yeah. Pointing out the girls and yeah, I can't <laughs> share those on the internet. You know what? what goes on. <laughs> No, the dark side the, of the, the time era we're talking about. We're not talking about the '90s. We're not talking about the '80s or the 2000s. We're talking about like the, like, the, is the that 60s. 60s? Yeah. The '60s. Yeah, that's like not saying it's right, but like that was that era. Yeah, like, can't and, do anything about it. And and that's the thing, and that's what I tell people all the time, right? Like, you you look at how even in the '90s, how wrestling how it was coached, how it was, how guys trained, you know, the amount of guys that were, you know, you know, eating leftovers that other guys weren't eating or, or were starving while they were on the road or yeah. W- would that be deemed acceptable today? No, but that's what they did then. Um, does it, does it make it right or wrong? It, we weren't there. We, we weren't part, like I wasn't part of wrestling then. So I can't sit there and be like, oh, well, that, you know, he did that to himself or they forced them to do that. Uh, it's, it's, it, it makes for tough situations. 
Um, but at the same time, if you look at some of the wrestlers that came out of that that era, that there there are some really tough guys. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of future episodes that I think could definitely be a Dark Side of the Ring, which they I don't think they even talked about. Yet. I, I'm more I'm more oh, thinking re, they, they're redoing the another ROH one. ROH should be a Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, they need to do another ROH one because that was, I mean, I mean. If it was for Geek, I would not be this hardcore, like, keep telling, like, helping ring up, like, the independent wrestling scene. If it wasn't for ROH, I, I would never know about independent wrestling at all. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. What, what are your yeah. thoughts on ROH right now? You know, it's, uh, do you think it's over or do you think it's. Uh... Um, I, I honestly, I think they're. Uh, in my honest opinion, I think they're they're just taking a step back. Uh, I think you may see some rebranding. Um, I think they just they just want to have that moment to reevaluate everything, which I don't I don't blame them. I don't I don't see anything wrong with that because they've been they've been a force for how long. Right, and there's so many new faces, like almost you, you, twenty years. Yeah, and, and so that that takes its toll. Um, and when you're sitting down, and and you're, they are, they do have a lot of respect in the wrestling world. Like a lot of wrestlers, really hold their time and their opportunities that they've had with the ROH uh, very high. Uh, I I think. You know, it's not a bad thing to to say, "Hey, guys, like, look, we just we need to s- see what direction we truly want to go in, um, and not do the WWE style of, you know, wow. a- 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 we're just cutting everybody, we're bringing some back, we're we don't really know what we're doing, we're gonna keep storylines long and boring, and we're." you know, selling to NBC, but not selling to NBC. Like, yeah. you know, I, it, it's, I think this gives them that ability to keep control of, uh, of how they're going to do things and how they're going to proceed. I I think the ROH's biggest problem, I think they should, should just go back to the way they were back in 09 before Sinclair. Like, you know, okay, this guy works for Ring of Honor. He could work for this company. And he could work for this company. And he could work for this company. You know, just go back. Back. Yeah. Yeah, and, absolutely. Because I feel like if all the talent, like, let's say you're working for Ring of Honor, right? And then you work for another independent promotion. You're working with this guy. This guy is going to teach you so much. from, And you're going to learn so much from learning from this guy. You're going to bring it back to ROH. You're going to learn how that guy worked. And... You know, boom! Right there, you're learning like something—a different trait. If you're keeping yeah. everybody in a bubble, nobody's learning anything. No, exactly, exactly. And and I think giving giving guys opportunities again, it, it's there's so much knowledge out there with so many different wrestlers with so many different styles, uh, and I think you you handicap your wrestlers if you don't allow them the opportunity to grow and go get that that training and that knowledge yeah totally Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I, I want. All right, wait. They're gonna do a dark side of the ring with the Saudi deal years down the line. I mean, yep. they could do it. They could do it now because they have so many wrestlers that don't. I think they're gonna wait a long time till Vince is probably gone because you know. No, they could. They, they could do it now because they'll get sued. Geek, they can't. Do no, that. They, they won't get sued because you don't understand. WWE. The thing is, they have so many wrestlers right now that don't work for WWE that were there, but during that deal, but still they'll get sued, dude. That's. That's they don't work for them. Private stories, you know, that's yeah. private stories. They can't really talk about that. You know what I mean? I, I, now, I I do think you're right. I I one of two things: either uh, once Vic, Vince McMahon is long gone, or uh, once NBC buys it. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I yeah that's I, happen. I so see that happening, Adam. I yeah. I believe that they're they're gonna get bought, bought by NBC. I think they're going to. Actually, my my buddy, no names, announced he was just in the chat. He was telling me, "Don't be surprised if Nick Khan buys the, the company." No. The, the I don't. I think Vince's asking price will be out of his price range. You think so? Yeah. No, no, Nick Khan. Nick Khan. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Not Tony. Not Tony. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Definitely not yeah. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, um, see, I, I don't know, like, because I, I, I started seeing rumors about NBC, like when they had the first big let go of of uh, talent, like, yeah. like about what a year ago now, if uh-huh. not, and and there was all those rumors, like that they were clearing up they're waiting for their big deal to to end um so that way they can sell the whole package to nbc um because if you look at nbc uh what does yeah, NBC? That's, that's what i was just saying right there nick the con the rocks a friend childhood friend the rock will buy WWE. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, yeah <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I just I just think that that like if you look at NBC right they they don't have a ton of uh, entertainment anymore like they've got what the Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, <laughs> oh, <God. Aren't> <laughs> on the air like live episodes. It is, uh, but apart from that, like they they they've they're looking to to grab more attention right and and i don't see fox doing or fox or any of those guys really doing wrestling any justice um and i think vince has been losing money like that their their viewership has not been the greatest uh since doing their deals um so i i really think that nbc has that that want and that's why they've had to they've really changed their 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 format and their who they've how they're putting their wrestlers out which i think is is very strange yeah i I wouldn't be another thing is i wouldn't be surprised if disney bought them as well (laughs) you know what i i could see that uh because again you you look at how WWE is really dumbing down. They're, you know, they're not as violent. Yeah. They're not, they're, they've really, like, I know they, they started going PG when 
when Mrs. McMahon was planning on running and doing all sorts of things in politics. So they, they, they wanted to go more PG, uh, which was in my mind, a, a downfall. It was cause they, they were doing great. Um, but uh, I, I think that they're, if you look at it, they're really make it, making it more family friendly, I guess, in a sense. Um, mind you, I don't know what you guys think, but I, I find that they're, they've really went back to sexualizing the women like crazy. Yep. Like it's, you know, for a while they, you know, they, they were way more covered up and, and, you know, they, they, they were really trying to go on their athleticism and their talent. And now they walk out and you're like, that. That's like a bathing suit for the beach. Like, what is happening? Um, so that's a little, uh, uh, a little strange, I think. Yeah. I mean, what Disney buys WWE, and we get seventeen Undertaker wander around. It. <laughs> imagine that. Other, imagine that Halloween we get all the different Undertakers walking around Disney. <laughs> It's not even like a human. The Undertaker will be in a parade. It's like a Mickey Mouse head. Don't worry. Don't, don't worry. There'll be Wrestle, WrestleMania at the castle. Yeah. yeah. With the fireworks. Uh, $1,000 just to sit near the castle. He will be sitting all the way in the back of the castle. Like, we'll be sitting by the. We, we can't even forget. They sit by the. It's the small world ride. It's like 50. With Disney prices going up, and then <laughs> they add WrestleMania to it, I'll be like, oh, he'll be sitting, he'll be like at the hotel, going, "What's going on? I can't see. What is that? Get out of the oh, way! Yeah. I, see. I see the fireworks. There you go. Is that for yeah. WrestleMania or is that for the end of the night fireworks show? <laughs> <laughs> Have it on the TV in the background while you're looking through your binoculars. <laughs> but yeah, we'll no, be, we'll be doing the podcast on the on the porch. At the Disney complex, like the yelling is, "Get off the Wi-Fi!" No, we're on the Wi-Fi because we're doing a show. We're doing a show. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's it, it's definitely interesting um, how there there's so many rumors about what's happening with <laughs> Alexa, Alexa she, the Disney princess. She, I'm pretty sure she's always wanted to be a Disney princess, so it's not faint. She'd be like, finally. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. She's uh, she's Mrs. Fiend now. I, I I honestly like her as a bad guy. Whatever <laughs> happened to her? Did she get injured or something? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Would she actually. get married? She or did she just disappear off the face of the earth? She just disappeared. I haven't seen her anything on TV. Yeah. I'm like, what happened? Uh it's the strange world of WWE, right? They get a good thing going and then they just throw it They're to gone. the side. They're gone. <laughs> yeah, like, weird. Like, like you, you, Bray Wyatt is a classic example, right? Like, yeah. they could have done so much with his character, so much, and they just made the same story over and over again to the point where he was even like, "I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done." Yeah, I agree with Max. Uh, 2.0 is actually doing pretty good. 
and their characters are doing pretty good. So oh, I, I do like I Bron, say Bron, Bron, Bre Bron Breaker is doing amazing, by the way. I like Bron yeah. Breaker, especially he's part of he's the kid of one of my favorite tag teams of all time, the Steiner brothers. So I'm glad I'm glad they, they gave they I'm glad they gave Chompa the belt. So again, he he never lost it, so he just deserves another shot at it. You know what I mean? See, and that's that, that's the one thing I found strange with, again, how the WWE did it, right? NXT was such a great form for the up-and-comers. And then they started, you know, bringing guys up and then bringing them back down and up and down. And then they were throwing, you know, like, oh, this guy, you know, so uh, who Lisa Aron, she's ah. she's cool. Yeah, she's cool. Sweet, he's a friend. <laughs> so, like you know, the and then so they started taking guys and, and you know, like Daniel Bryan, putting them down to NXT and and doing. And I was like, man, like leave NXT to your up and comers and and stop trying to because all you're doing is taking away from them because people end up tuning in just to see the WWE star go down and, and beat the shit out of the, the, the NXT guy. And it's like, yeah. man, like you, they had it, they had a great formula for so long and, and just, just kind of started ruining it. Yeah. Sam, Sam kill across. How do you mess them both up? It happens. Yep. I don't want to go. I don't want to talk about that, but <laughs> I don't talk. We don't talk negative uh, politics on the podcast. We just talk, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, but that's the thing, right? Like, I think um, now, again, at the same time, when you look at WWE and you look at the size that they are and the pressure that is on them to produce regularly, it, you, you that, that pressure has got to be unreal. Mm -hmm. absolutely unreal and, and you know at, at the end of the day vince mcmahon you have to give him props for the empire that he built yeah exactly yeah. every time like you know it, i could guarantee you that 95 percent of the world right now who are wrestling fans would have no. never been wrestling fans if it wasn't for vince mcmahon and the wwe definitely yeah completely like I give all these fans, all these young fans that like they shit all over WWE. Like if it wasn't for your dad watching WWE, you would not be watching wrestling scumbags. That's what I yeah. said. Like, I, I still, I still think Vince needs to step down though. Right? Absolutely. It, it, retire. You know, again, Triple H needs to take over and just let him do his thing with Sean or Sean and the road dog. And you know, yeah, so on, so absolutely. And and I I I related a lot to you know when you look at hockey players and stuff like that right like you get those hockey players that they're at the top of the game and when they do retire like why'd you retire man like you're still good but then and then you get those other guys that you're like man why don't you retire <laughs> like yeah you, you, you you're not who you used to be and I and I think that. Again, it's a it's a hard pill to swallow, right? Like it's it, it it's like when the day comes that we're all told that we're not allowed to drive anymore, it's gonna be like, what? You're taking my license? Like that's yeah. that's my freedom. So I'm sure 
Vince is feeling the pressure and, and Vince is probably, you know, it's, it'd be hard. I'm sorry, but like I sit back, I think he need, he needs to hand over the reins as well and enjoy, uh, some holidays and, yeah. and be able to see, watch the fruits of his labors, uh, continue to, pro- yeah, c- continue to prosper. Uh, but yeah. at the same time, I do understand how hard that would be to, you know, you've always been the decision maker yeah. and now, now you're just going to fully let go and be like, all right, do what you will. And it, yeah. it, it, it would be a scary thing. Yeah. Yeah, that, and I can't believe it's like, can you imagine? I mean, speaking of, Sean really loved Adam Cole. You know what I mean? Yep. And so, can you imagine if Adam Cole was a manager in, uh, on the, the main show? Can that yeah. be like Shawn Michaels just being a manager and not being able to perform? Yeah. Can you imagine that, Joe? <sighs> I'm reading Max's comment. The reason why you fired him is because of that storyline with the thing, the car exploding. They weren't the supposed under. to be smiling when someone's car explodes, Max. Yeah. But anyway, like I was saying, can you imagine Sean not being able to wrestle? We would never know how good his matches were. Yeah, I know. So it's the same thing with Adam Cole right there. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Um. So we're... Where could people find you? Well, we're uh, we're on Instagram uh, under uh, Hammerlock Pure Wrestling. Yeah. We're on we're on Facebook. Uh, it's only Hammerlock Wrestling on Facebook, uh, and then we also have the the apparel company. So uh, at Hammerlock Apparel uh, on Instagram and www.hammerlockapparel.com. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, like I tell people, if you're coming out to a show. Uh, and you don't know which wrestler is going to be there because I don't reveal my my cards um, unless you follow all my wrestlers. That will be the only way you'll know who's wrestling. Oh, wow. So, so if you don't know who's wrestling, uh, might as well buy some apparel before you come out because it doesn't just support us. It supports the wrestlers as well. Wow. And uh, and then once you're there, then you could decide who's, 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 who's merch you want to buy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. It's like kind of like an old school way of doing shows. Like you have no idea what the card is at all. Nothing's advertised, or it's like you just find out when you get there. Absolutely. I don't. We don't put wrestlers on the posters. Uh, we don't. Uh, like I said, we only reveal. Uh, you know, we we may reveal one person. Like as an example, when we're in Strathroy. Uh, you know, we'll reveal the hometown boy. So we do have a wrestler on our card who, who is from Strathroy that, you know, we'll, we'll reveal him. But apart from that, I do not reveal my cards. I get, I get messaged all the time to, to find out who's on my card. And, uh, it's, I, I laugh because sometimes even my own wrestlers are like, so, uh, who, who's on the card? And it's like, ah, you'll find out a couple of weeks before. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Go for the like wrestling, that. not the star. There you go, right? A hundred percent. It's like that. It's like that show I told I told you earlier about. It. Like me and Joe went to a show not knowing who one person was on that card. Yeah, uh, they were all yeah. local wrestlers, and the sh- we had a ball. Like yeah, the show, yeah. the show was You're awesome. Like, so they didn't know not one wrestler on that card. Yeah. Because so, at the at the end, time, so. at the end of the day, when. uh 
when you go to a wrestling show, uh, you should be going to uh, enjoy the show and not uh, for who's on it. Um, I, I know a lot of people go, oh, you, you know, you should get this guy. You should get that guy. Well, you know what? At, at the end of the day, um, I'm not going to book a wrestler just because he can bring me 10 extra seats. Um, I, I want to book the, the talent that is going to um, wrestle and 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 take what I want from, from them. So when I say, hey, this is the style I want you to wrestle in or this is you know, this is how the, I want the, the match to kind of go, not, to, not necessarily dictate the match, but you know, like I want old school wrestling. I, I want those wrestlers to, to understand that and, and, and go with that. So for me, I don't mind going with a bunch of young guys that don't yet have a name because at the end of the day, uh, I feel that they're talented enough and they will, uh, they will be big names at one day. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And now, oh yeah, I was gonna ask what what's the upcoming matches, but yeah, obviously you don't give those away. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So, <laughs> so we do have. Uh, uh, we're booked January 29th in Strathroy again at the uh, Portuguese Canadian Club of Strathroy. Uh, then I also have uh, show February 12th in Elmer at the. Uh, the uh, Saxonia Hall. It's the German club there. Um, and then I've, I've pretty much got uh, almost a, a show every month booked. Uh, I am working on, on a few other shows and a few other um, uh, bookings that we're hoping to do. And uh, as well, like I tell people all the time, I'm also, we're also open to doing um, corporate events, which uh, not everyone not everyone uh, does, but I, I, I could I could have a three card show. I could have a, a five card show. Uh, whatever uh, they need, it's a little bit. It's something that could be a little bit different for a, a, a corporate event, uh, a little bit different entertainment. And we're not. Um, I don't. I don't gouge. I, I I have my calculations. So if someone says, "Hey, this is where I want you to be." I it it'll take me about fifteen minutes to uh, calculate what the cost will be for exactly what they want, and I can uh, I can make make it pretty much anything happen. Yeah, yeah, you you've been awesome, by the way. We we really appreciate you coming on our podcast. We'll definitely, we'll have to do like a spotlight of uh, a hammerlock for next know. year because we're we're doing a. Spotlight of other some other promotions for next year, so we can yeah. put a week of uh, Hammerlock people and have you come back on yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, and we could talk more about. <laughs> yeah, just, just I think we should plan here. that. Definitely yeah. have you come on like a certain month and have like we're like we're doing a month of Liberty Pro. Well, February is just Women's Wrestling Month. Yeah, for one guy from is it is it is one guy's on it? One guy. It's <laughs> <laughs> He's, we, we broke yeah. the news today. On, on, Valentine's. on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that's the ladies' day, right? So, yeah, throw, throw the throw the guy on that day. <laughs> I told Geek, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want the mod executing me. So we may pre-record that. So I don't want. That. It, might be, it might be a pre-recorded episode. I don't so, want to have my tail cut off by the mod. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah no, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. I don't want to be a cat, tail, tailless cat. No. 
No, it's so yeah, so yeah, I, I would definitely be up for that. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure I, I could get uh, uh, a lot of the talent uh, on board. There, we, we've got phenomenal talent. Like our talent is, they're they're super, uh, super awesome guys. Like they're guys and girls. Like they're they're always smiling. They're always happy. Uh, and the fact that when they post stuff about how they can't wait to be on on another Hammerlock show. And uh, because of the atmosphere and the locker room and everything else, it it feels good. Yeah, well, we'd be down to have you back on because you're like us. You love wrestling. And you love to you love to talk. You love to talk. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I definitely don't let uh, a lot of awkward silence. That's for sure. We definitely were talking college because we did college radio together. That's how being geek met and like. We were taught by our radio guys never have dead air. That's dead, like, dead air, yeah. Dead that's air. like the death of your radio show right there. That's just telling you, I'm done, gotta go. Like, yeah. You don't care. You're like if but then my mom says dead air is bad, but you don't want to talk too much. Like <laughs> 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 there out of the balloon. Like it's like you pop the balloon, but you like slowly you hold the balloon and pop it and then squeeze the air out of it. That's what you're doing when you talk too much. <laughs> yeah. No, it, 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 it that is true. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just take a look. Did Paul Heyman influence? Uh, also. Um, no, uh, he, he's a great talker, uh, 100%. Um, but he, he was not an influence of mine. He, uh, he, I saw more of him later, uh, in, in life. Uh, I wasn't, uh, I, I wasn't always a big fan of his, um, and not because of who he is, like just his, unfortunately, uh, how can I say this without getting trashed? Uh-oh. The, 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 man, the, the, the man he he was managing I'm not a huge fan of mm-hmm. uh, okay so I, I just it for me it got annoying and I was like man like but there's so much to Paul Heyman as well like there's yeah. like that man is he, he can talk and he he could really honestly he could take the three of us and and make us like the champion, yeah, like yeah. he he can talk anyone uh, to be the favorite of of the fan base. Yeah, which, exactly. Yeah, I, I was telling Joe I would love to pick his brain because you know, oh, dude, because, because I would be like, dude, what are we doing wrong? How can we fix it? How can we do this? And then, yeah. like, like, you know what? You know what you're doing wrong. You don't have me on your podcast. <laughs> You, you you guys could probably pay him, and he would probably give you a binder full, just because of the, 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 just just because of the the knowledge that that man has. Like he, he he'd be like, "All right, guys, here, here you go," and you'd be like, "What? Like this is?" We would have to have like a three hour. We would have to start the show at six o'clock just so we can get like everything. The show would be starting. To, we'd end at like three in the morning, probably. He would yeah, and then we talk for hours. Oh, <laughs> he. He would definitely be someone that would be amazing to to really get to to yeah. chat and and just the again the knowledge right yeah. Um, yeah. again like uh, Tyson Dukes like that he has so much knowledge uh, and, and the amount of just 
connections he has, the amount of knowledge, the, the things he knows about wrestling is just absolutely phenomenal. Like, I love watching him coach, and and I love watching him tell stories because you, you, you start asking him questions, and, oh, like, it's just phenomenal. It, it, it's it's like another like like a whole another world when you sit down and start talking to him. I was just about to say something just blew my mind just right now. Joe Joe might not like it. I know this will never ever ever happen. But can you imagine Paul Heyman AEW? No, not gonna happen. <laughs> I I think his dedication is too that's why that's too, why I just too say. strong. Yeah, yeah. I it, it 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 would be interesting. That's for sure. But I think I I think his dedication is just too heavy to to yeah. WWE. I think so too. He's he's been there far too long. But you yeah. Know, so but I'm and, just saying, and, and he has a lot of power at WWE. Yeah, so like exactly. I don't, I, I don't think they would give him the same, uh, same strength. No, right. <laughs> so what, what do you guys, what do you guys think of, uh, like, do you think that the Hardy brothers are gonna fully, uh, both be with uh, AEW? Mm. Joe's not the biggest AEW fan. Not like I don't really like the way they went at it with Ring of Honor when when they were doing the show in the garden because I kind of like got like meh. I'm a big ROH fan, so I kind of like got very like upset that they did that to ROH. I'm like, see, see to me, wrestling is just wrestling. You know, I support all the companies, all equally the same. Yeah, that just me. and I'm old school. I, yeah. I, I know the WWE, the WCW, the NWAs, and the people like that that brought us up. That's like the tree that you, you used yeah. to sit under watching TV. You're not going to go find a, find a bench that somebody built, a new bench. You just got to see what they're doing, maybe one day. But no, nah, I'm old school. Yeah. yeah. So see, and that's like with myself, uh, like I, I've, I've had some – discussions with some some other uh promotions uh and i try and tell everybody like look you know like i i'm not i'm not here to take over anyone's town um i i i'm not yes i think i think he he would be uh jeff yeah he should take some time with the family and just enjoy life a little bit Mm -hmm. and uh and, and recover i think I think that'd be best, but um, so yeah. So like, I, I try and tell other promotions. Like, I, I'm definitely not looking to come and take over anyone's town right now. I'm I'm very focused on smaller communities, um, just because a lot of those communities don't get anything. So it's kind of nice to to bring stuff there where they don't have to come into the big town, the big city. But I tell people like if I if I decide to put on an event somewhere, and it's potentially a town that already has wrestling, chances are when I uh, show up, one I'm not going to plan it like I'm not going to sit there and go oh so and so is having a you know uh, their their promotion on Saturday okay well I want to do mine Saturday as well. One that I would never do that to anybody. Uh, I would definitely 
try and plan it out so that way there's space in between the two shows but at the same time my product is very different than the current product that's out there in ontario so mm-hmm. you know to me my product and their product should both be able to survive because if, yeah, yeah. if one if one product is more high flying more you know potentially uh you know more deathmatchy whatnot they're completely different than what i'm putting out there so our fan bases will be a bit different yes there's going to be crossover fans but in general our fan bases are, are going to be different there's not we're not going to be competing for the same people yeah um so I really try and, and promote that where like, Hey guys, like I can, I can talk about you guys in a positive light, just like you should be able to talk about me and, and let's grow the love of wrestling instead of going at each other and trying to just compete for all the same thing. You know, uh, I, I think it, and it's the same with WWE and AEW, right? I, I really think that the, we two big, companies can survive there's enough there is enough of a wrestling fan base that they would both be able to survive i've said that many times collaboration over competition especially with podcasting too me and joe feel so strongly about working with other podcasters to have absolutely awesome show you know we invite them on our show they invite us on theirs you know, that's what we try to do as a collaboration as well. So Yeah. And, and the other nice thing too is you, it gives you guys opportunities to bouncing off each other, right? Like, yeah, you know, like it, working with someone else, you, you could bounce ideas off on, on, on the show or, you know, let's say you have a guest that's coming up that someone else has, has already interviewed and they go, Hey, like, look, I got this juicy detail. I know there's more to it it gives you guys a chance to, to open up that door too. Mm-hmm, uh, exactly. And then, and then it just builds everybody. Yeah, exactly. Helping everybody. Yeah. Out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Cause at the end of the day, we're, we're, we're all trying to do the same thing. We're all exactly. trying to, to grow uh, each other's business and, and, and get more fans involved and, and get the word out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Streamers helping streamers is what it's all about. I think I think we said enough tonight, Geek. Everybody's getting tired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's it. All right. But we want to thank you so much for coming on our podcast. By the way, we want hope you come back on the future. Well, we're we're gonna work on something. Absolutely, I'd love to come back on, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I absolutely appreciate it. Uh, and again, you know, thanks for reaching out and uh, well, thank you. For, thank you for having uh, Rodney and, uh, and Miley on the show. Uh, yeah. You guys are, you know, you guys are doing a lot of great uh-huh. things. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Thank you so much. We'll, we'll, we'll do a, we'll do so, a, uh, so we uh, will see. We will see you guys tomorrow. For Killjoy and her boyfriend, Trevor. (laughs) See you guys tomorrow. (laughs) All right. Have a good one, guys. Later.